0: When creating a marketing video that really works, it's not just about the visuals. It's also about the narration, the voiceover. And on this episode, we talk about do's and don'ts when it comes to creating a good voiceover.
1: The video revolution is here and it's changing
0: how we do business. Learn how to use video to engage customers and drive results here on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast with your hosts, Joel Gubich and Brendan Cardi and listen for special offers presented throughout the podcast. So Brendan, we're going to talk today on this episode, something that's really near and dear to your heart, <laughs> how to do a voiceover, the do's and the don'ts. Welcome to Video Marketing 2.0, where we discuss the world of videos for marketing and business purposes. Hi, I'm Joel Gubich, Director of Business Development at ThinkMojo, and with me is my colleague, head writer, and creative story lead, Brendan Carty. I know that this is teeing it up for you. You're a major leaguer you know, in the world yeah. of
1: voiceovers and, and sound don't and know. all that. And so maybe, I'm, I'm maybe, just a, gonna... maybe a major, maybe a major leaguer on a bad team, Absolutely. but <laughs> I well, I'm, I'm going to
0: pitch you an underhand, uh, underhand yeah. pitch right now. And I'm going to let you hit it out of the park on this one.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you, Joel. So I agree. The voiceover is so important to the quality and, and overall effect of the video. And I think it's one of the most often overlooked aspects of the production. And, there, we're, today we're going to talk about a, a couple, of, couple of things. We're going to approach this from two perspectives. One, how to find a good professional voiceover artist. And two, if you are going to do it yourself, how to make sure that you do it well. So uh, first of all, let's just lay the groundwork for you know, what a voiceover is and, and sort of what you're, what you're looking for. So the voiceover is the delivery of the script, the recorded delivery of the script, that is gonna be playing over your visuals. And this is gonna be, this is essentially your elevator pitch, right? We've spent a lot of time on how to write a script. Well, this is how to bring that script to life, the voiceover. And one of the objectives is, you wanna find a a voice who is relevant to your brand and your your audience. So, you know, age, uh, gender, demographic, all these things are, are important to consider. But also someone who can perform. There are different ways that we refer to voiceover actors, either as actors, voiceover artists. So it's important to remember that it is a creative activity. So you want to get someone, uh, whether it's yourself or somebody else, who can really deliver and connect with the audience and not just read, you know, text off a page because anybody can do that. So. First, let's let's talk about how to how to go out and find a, a voiceover professional. So, there are a couple of different websites that you can use. Uh, we go a lot on voices123.com. There's also voices. Uh, voices.com, right? We'll have some of these on the uh, on the show notes page as well. Uh, but what you're going to need to supply for the uh, for these audition sites, you're, you're basically going to open an audition, right? So you want to give the fill out their form, give a little information on what the project is about, give enough details that get people interested in actually uh, auditioning for it. You, you're going to provide some sample script, and then your auditions are going to start flooding in. Now, typically these sites are free, so you don't have to worry about you know, upfront costs, but now as you, now you're getting all your auditions in, and it's like, okay, well, what do I look for? How can I tell who's going to be the best voice for this project? And I think a couple of things that you need to uh, be aware of. Number one, and this is always the first thing I, I, I look for, is sound quality. Most, most voiceover professionals are operating out of a home studio, so, however they record their audition is how their final take is going to sound production-wise. So if there's if there's echo or there's, you know, something undesirable in the audition that you wouldn't want to have in the background of your video, chances are it's going to be they're going to have the, the same uh production value in their final delivery. So that's a, an important thing to weed people out right off the bat. Number 2, and this is this is a little maybe a little up to, to taste, but how are they connecting with the script? You know, are they performing the script or are they reading the script? And are they making the right choices, the right performance choices? You know, are they too excited? Are they, you know, maybe they're too monotone? Uh you, you want to make sure that the the tone is right. And number three is I think just quality of voice, you know, something that you can you can tell off the bat. Is this the kind of voice that you're going to want you're going to want to listen to for 60 seconds 90 seconds and you're going to want your listeners to listen to over and over and over again so if i am putting something
0: out there on a voices one two three or voices.com is it in should i be telling the voiceover artist well i want this type of inflection i want this i want that or do we leave that up to them to to do
1: what they think is right no, absolutely. That's a great point. You do want to give some sort of direction in your audition. And, and you typically the, the industry standard way of doing it is to just come up with three adjectives that sort of calibrate, you know, what you want for the performance. So we want something conversational, friendly, but authoritative, you know, something that gives them an idea for you know, the, the kind of performance. You don't want them to just guess and, and shoot blind. Uh You can also supply a reference video, you know, like if we want it to be something like this and put something up there. uh those are all helpful you, you definitely want to give somebody as much information as possible and also you know if you're you have a couple of finalists that you're in, interested in, you can always look at most of them will have a website, you can go to their website see their see their work uh you know see their range that, and that's a, that's another thing. A lot of times you will coach the voiceover artist after you've hired them. So you want to look for somebody who's really a pro, you know, somebody who does this and can take direction and perform uh, well, regardless of what the, the product is about. And you know, as far as the, how much it costs, I think some people are, are surprised, frankly, one way or another. Some people think it's too expensive. Some people think it's, it's cheap, but you can find a quality voiceover artist from anywhere between two and $500. And that's, that's a really good range. Most actually in the in the lower end of that. If if you're talking about a sixty or ninety second video, you can find a, a quality uh, VO actor for you know somewhere around three hundred bucks, and they'll be able to deliver professional quality uh, performance in a professional studio, and with with a couple of revisions and, and whatnot on top of that.
0: A smart business needs a smart way to connect with customers. That's where smart video comes in. Tell your business story in 60 seconds or less with a smart explainer video that gets results. Go to thinkmojo.com explainer for detailed information. Thinkmojo, smart videos that get results. When do you use accents and when to avoid using an accent and should i use a female or a male voice and does it really make
1: a difference so i'll uh, i'll attack your your second question first so this is one of the probably the most common question that clients give to us and the breakdown is kind of interesting you know there it depends on who your demographic is if you have a product that skews mostly male in the in the audience the numbers actually show that there is a slight preference for a female voiceover narrator, which is, you know, kind of surprising, because I think that most people would think that maybe men want to hear you know men talk about their products, but they, they just seem, for whatever reason, the female uh, voiceover actor slightly more effective or, or preferable. But again, this is like 55-45. It's not a, a clear favorite. Whereas if there's a product that skews more female, it's more split. I don't know what that means. Maybe women are, you know, not as not as shallow as men. <laughs> I, I have no idea, but I think it, a lot of it depends on the the kind of product it is. If this is a lifestyle product that typically uh, gears or leans more towards female, if it's a technical product that kind of leans more towards men, but there's a lot of leeway in between. I would suggest when you start looking for your voice your voice actor. Don't have an idea in mind or, or don't make a decision before you listen to all the auditions saying I'm only looking for a male or female. In the end, it's like it's like in uh, fantasy sports, Joel, which I know you love fantasy sports. When you're doing your fantasy sports draft, I live in have, a world of
0: fantasy. You do.
1: You live in a whole world of, of <laughs> fantasy sports. Nobody talks about fantasy sports more than you do. But when you're when you're doing your draft, you can have like this whole Strategy. Maybe you don't, I don't know. <laughs> but some people some people make a strategy before their their draft and they say, you know, the first round I want this, second round, I want that. But once the the picks start coming off the board and your strategy is, you know, by the wayside, what you're left with is best talent available, right? You just take the best talent who's on the board and you worry about it later. That's kind of how it, sounds it is.
0: Sounds like the, you're into this as well.
1: Yeah. Well I I I I had my fantasy sports addiction phase, so I I can relate back to it. But you did. You just want to go with the best one. Forget preconceived notions. Who's the best person available from your audition pool, and that's probably the person you should go with. Now, as far as accents, you know, there's some, if it's for comedy, absolutely make it something that you know you're you're comfortable doing and, and fits into the brand. Although we have had. We have had clients who think like, well, wouldn't it be fun if we had like, you know, an English accent and, you know, there's a big difference between a real English accent and a performed English accent. So one of them without naming names wanted to have their voice actor who was not English. I think they were from like Ohio do an English accent as a way of like appealing to a more international audience. That is an unequivocally bad idea because unless they are fantastic at doing an English accent, like they have an English mother or something, nothing is going to sound worse to an international audience than a fake international accent. So be careful when it comes to accents.
0: That's always interesting because we don't do British accents as well as British actors do American accents.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. They, all, they just they make their voice own so deeper, and they they all do like John Wayne or something. But you're right; it's so, it's so much better than our attempts. That, that's true.
0: So maybe let's talk about let's pivot a little bit and talk about if you're going to do the, your own voiceover. Yeah, you know, in terms of equipment and in terms of how to actually do this
1: and how to save the files. You know,
0: let let's sort of run through uh, the, that process.
1: So first of all, the you need the the right microphone. So there are a couple of different models that are very popular. Uh, one is a Blue Yeti. There's also uh, Audio Technica. Uh, the, you can look around on, on different sites. Uh, you know, you, you can probably expect to, to spend in the, the low hundreds, maybe a, a couple of hundred bucks. And there's a big difference between those mics and maybe some of the lower end ones that you're going to get for like 40 and 50 bucks. So for the extra hundred or so, it's, it's worth it because you're going to have a much more uh, true quality of sound. You can also get a mixer that that's optional. That's uh, that's if you plan on on doing a lot of the production yourself. But you know, for something as simple as a straight voiceover read, it's not going to be. Uh, you're not going to have to do that much uh, mixing. Then there's the sound recording software like uh, GarageBand if you're using a Mac. Audacity, if you're using a a PC, also Adobe Audition. These are very user-friendly, very easy to use. You can edit. You can uh, mix in different uh, background sounds for a lot of them. You can edit in a whole bunch of different ways. Really easy to use. The next thing is the recording environment. And this is the thing that's probably the most uh, poorly understood and most difficult to get right. So you don't understand maybe how easy it is to screw up a, a a voiceover because of background noise, right? The, these microphones catch everything, so you want to be sure that you shut off all the computer uh, programs, the extra noise in the background. Even like your air conditioning vents can cause this humming sound that will come through. Uh, you also, if you can, you want to you want to get a uh, yeah.
0: Shut off your cell phone also.
1: That's that's true. <laughs> shut, up, shut off your cell phone. Uh, there's nothing worse than having the you know your. Uh, don't fear the reaper ringtone coming on in the in the middle of your your voiceover performance uh there's also a, a technique where you can use these sort of like foam boards and surround your computer and surround the microphone. That's a way of basically soundproofing just your desk you know so it provides the it, it just eliminates echo and it has actually a pretty pretty nice effect on the end performance and always make sure that you have this is so simple, but have your script out in front of you like don't have it. On your computer so that you're like going through and clicking on your computer for, you know, to uh, keep up with the script, just have it typed out in front of you and, you know, in large font that you're not going to have to, you know, squint to to look at, but keep it on the table. This is kind of weird. But if you're picking up the paper, and it's floating in the air, that's gonna that noise is going to be picked up on the microphone as well,
0: especially the good microphones.
1: Exactly. And the the better your mic, the better your performance, but the downside, the more careful you have to be about your performance environment. Uh, and like anything else, practice. Don't, don't think that your first take is going to be the final, uh, the final version. Do a number of times, try it a number of different ways. Uh, get your, and be, be crazy, you know, try, take chances, do completely different versions and, and see what, see what works, uh, work, what works best. And then, uh, yeah. And about performance itself, you don't want to speak too quickly. I think that that's one of the things that is very different from a voiceover performance uh, versus natural speech. You're going to be speaking more slowly than you're probably used to. And it's a very important uh, reason. You want to allow time for your visuals to develop and uh, unfold in, in a you know, reasonable way. You speak too quickly, people aren't going to be able to follow it. And it's just going to be white noise.
0: Should you be recording also while listening to it on your earphones?
1: I think so. Yeah, because that'll be it, it. Just gives you a better sense for the sort of nuances of your own performance. You see the you hear the undulation in your voice a little bit better. Uh, you know, I, I can tell pretty much right away if I screw something up because I hear it. Not because I hear it through my earphones. Not because I hear it through you know just uh, normal uh, normal speech. So I think that uh, yeah, definitely that uh, that helps. And uh, so, you know, so
0: once you've got this done, then how do you save it? Because I know that different, you're going to be using this and merging this into your editing
1: software, your video editing software. Yeah. So, so in what format do you save it? So you can save it in a couple of different ways. MP3 in uh wave format. Then there's the AIFF file. Uh, these Depending on what program you have, there'll probably be a a preferred way of doing it. I know I use Audacity a lot, and because of that, they save uh, Audacity saves in Wave. Uh, It's just easy for Audacity to uh, to convert and edit, Uh, but you can convert an MP3 file as well. So. You, but you want to be sure it's it's one of those. I would say MP3 and WAV file are the two industry standards, and that's what you want to, uh, especially if you're going to be collaborating and, and maybe working with some uh, designers or animators and things like that. Uh, those two are going to be the ones that are most common uh, throughout the industry. Well, that's all
0: good stuff. You know, this is this was a a, a real good how to do something uh, type of episode, and I, I'm. I'm glad that we did that because a lot of people get in touch with us and they, they want to understand really the uh, the nuts and bolts of actually creating a video, not just how to market it.
1: yeah, and if it, this is one of those things that it really is it, a lot of times it's the last thing people think about, you know like how am I going to do the voice? over, but the voiceover is so important. And one thing we didn't mention, if you're doing an animated video, typically the voiceover is done before the animation. I know that's another question that people have. It's not, you don't want to do the animation and then put the voiceover on after because the voiceover is used to time everything else. So in the create, in the production process, it's like, it's the first mover and it's really, really important. And I, I think it gets underestimated a lot. Uh, because you know, we all have a voice, we all have a, a phone that we can record it on, but a lot more goes into it than just that.
0: That's a great point. That's a great point that isn't intuitive. I think most people think that you would do the visuals, then you do the voiceover on top of it.
1: Yeah, no, but it's uh, it all starts with the voiceover, which is why it's so important to get it right.
0: Well, I think we've come to the end of uh, another great episode of Video Marketing 2.0. And I want to thank everybody for listening, and remember, we've got a lot of great links uh, on the show notes page to the things that we talked about today, about equipment, about software. Uh, Essentially, we're we're also going to have some examples of some some voiceover artists. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast, get complete access to all the video tips, show notes, all the links by going to videomarketing20.net. That's videomarketing20.net. And you can also download any previous episode by going to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, even on TuneIn. And, of course, we appreciate some love, some ratings, and some uh, comments, uh, good, bad, because uh, that helps others discover this podcast. And that's, that's really important to us as we're trying to get this message across of Video Marketing 2.0. So for Brendan and myself, we look forward to seeing you again. On another episode of Video Marketing 2.0. Thank you for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0, presented by ThinkMojo. For more help on how to drive results with video, contact ThinkMojo, the video marketing experts, at infothinkmojo.com at or visit thinkmojo.com for more information.